Blog Talk Remember, hit your boy. Don't miss your boy. Yeah, buddy. Say, 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 hello, world. Howdy. It's your boy, Jay Rowdy. And we're back on our segment of the Rowdy Report. And today I got some people on coming through real fast. But right now, we're going to go live to one of my boys. I got my boy, Young Sal, calling in on the router report just to give you guys a candy bar to the meetings was over. Sal, you there? You on the router report? Yeah, yes. What's up, y'all, man? It's Young Salzer right now. You know, I'm over here doing the major with my Southeast partner, Jay Rowdy, in the router report. Y'all going to catch me here live April 13th. So be there, so game, with the hottest show in the West, the router report. Yeah, buddy. That's what's up, family. Good looking on coming through on the show and letting everybody know that you're fucking with your boy and you're 100, family. Good looking on coming through. That's what's up. But now that's my boy that's over here in San Diego, California. Right now we're going to skip the globe. We're going to go on the other side of the United States. We're going to go down south on their ass. Let's take their ass to North Carolina. Let's go to my North Carolina vagina. That's my girl, Miss Rills. Miss Rills, mommy, you're on a writing report. You want to say what? <laughs> I was cracking, yo, this Miss Real. I'm going to be on a rowdy report real soon, so keep your ears open, bringing that East Coast flavor to you, you know what I'm saying, down south representing Fayetteville, North Carolina, rocking with a rowdy report like always, doing it big. Yeah, buddy, good looking mamas for calling and letting everybody know that you're repping North Carolina and you're with the business. That's what's up, mommy. Thank you for coming through on the rowdy report. Good looking, but now we got a couple of other things to issue. You can party with Jay Rowdy in the Rowdy Report every Friday at Below Nightclub, downtown San Diego in the Gaslamp, San Diego, California, and every Saturday as well at On Broadway Nightclub in downtown San Diego, San Diego, California as well. And at the Satin Lounges on Thursday for you 18 and up and 21 and up crowd, we got a bar for you too. Party with Jay Rowdy and the Rowdy Report. At Satin Lounge, San Diego, California. Yeah, buddy. But right now, we got a little thing real fast. We're going to drop a little single we got on our radio, so we're going to drop our song real fast. This is my boy, Dende Uno and Young Rut.
Really glad you're here to get on the show and let us know what's going on in the pro boxing business. How's that, family? How's that been going for you? I know we got to get the biography. We got to get the autobiography. Let's let the world know who Chico Rodrigo is and what he's done in the business. Well, for for one, thanks for having me on your show. I started my uh, boxing at an early age at seven years old. Uh, uh, my grandfather, he used to be a professional boxer, but he had never got a title, but he was ranked number one, and he had these gloves, and he put them away, and he said, if you ever find any of us messing with his gloves, we're going to have to start boxing. So no, knowing me, I had to be the nosy one. I got caught with him, so that's how my career got started. And I never looked back, but I, uh, I turned pro at the age of uh, 20, but I had a nice, wonderful amateur background career, which I was fighting 112 fights and only lost 10 out of those. So then that's when Don King discovered me. So he put me on his, uh, you know, on that's his. That's good. So you're, you're managed by Don King. How how was that? Was that that's before Tyson, right? Oh, that's way before Tyson. I started my career way back in the early 70s, just way before Tyson. The thing was that how it got started, that Don Dean came to Puerto Rico, and I was there training, you know, as an amateur, getting ready for one more fight before I turned pro. And he brought a fight over there, supposed to fight one of our fighters in Puerto Rico. And But uh, the guy got sick, so he said, well, he needs somebody to spar with uh, his fighter, and he looked at me and asked me would I spar, and I said, no, I, I never fought pro before, and I'm not getting in there getting my head knocked off, so he said, well, look, i give you $400, so I said, okay, that's fine, and so what happened <laughs> to me, I sparred, <laughs> yeah, man, that, that money talks, you know, but wow, uh, I, and I hear you. and the guy's name was Mike Cayeto, and so I sparred with him, and when I knocked him out, down he got upset because he said, now who's going to fight for me now because I knocked this guy out? Uh, and then he said, well, I have to have somebody to fight. So he asked me what I fight. I said, no, I'm, I'm not nothing but, you know, I'm still an amateur, you know. So he wouldn't talk to my mother and father because my mother wouldn't sign a contract. And my father said, well, let the boy fight. And my mother kept saying, no, no, no. But when Don King offered $100,000, everything changed. And there's when my career started taking off. And I had, a, I had a pretty good career. I had no regrets. Well, I have one regret because now, what I know now, I wish I knew then. But other than that, I had a wonderful time doing it. And, I, and if you can't have fun doing what you're doing, then it's, not, it's time to get out of it, you know. But I'm, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do now is look for some young, fresh fighters who wants to turn pro. And I'm also trying to get these kids off the street by trying to get a gym and, and you know, have people donate gloves and stuff to me so we can just get these kids off the street because they are our future, you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that that's your plan, Chico. You 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 plan to you do a lot of training as well too. I mean, you know, in your prime, you know, you're Rocky. You know, in your prime, you're Rocky. But now you're taking the role of Mickey. You know, as as a trainer. And uh, how is that stressful? I mean, to balance balance life and and be able to, to to keep your own family and at the same time box and manage. I mean, not manage. I'm sorry, train train because that's what you are. You're a professional boxing trainer and an ex pro boxer. Right. Well, yeah, it can be stressful at times, but it depends on how your family situation is. If you got people that's supporting you and your family, backing you up, and, and letting you do what you want to do, then it ain't so stressful. And I have to say, I have a wonderful family, so they are with me 100%. But the only time I stress out sometimes is training when you try to tell these young kids, 
how to do it and what to do it, and they think they know what you're doing. They've been, they act like they know the business more than you do until you get in the ring with them. Then they see a different story. But most of the young kids, they got a level hit on them. I think they just want to, you know, they're trying to prove something to themselves and, and trying to prove something to other people that they're not just kids being in trouble out in the street because, you know, there's no after-school programs. You know, the government doesn't shut everything down, and I think they need to step in start having after-school programs to keep the kids out of trouble because if they ain't got nothing to do after school, you know they're going to find something to get into, and then people start calling the police and complaining about this. But we have nothing to do for these kids, so I'm trying to open up a gym here so I can provide something to do for our younger generation. And what I think is that what I'm trying to do when I open this gym, have an after-school program for them too where they can, you know, if they have problems with their math or they want to learn computer and stuff like that, you know. And all, I, all I'm doing is looking for people who can be supportive to donate stuff that they don't need, like gloves and stuff, because that's what I do training and, or, you know, want to donate to the Chico Rodriguez Foundation, you know. And it would be nice. And uh, and uh, I hope the people that, that are listening to your program uh, could help very well as, as well because, uh, you know, you, you're a very powerful man there, Rodney, and you know, you got the wave, you got the connection, and everybody that hears you, I hope that something can come through because we want to save our younger generation. And right now, I have a couple of young kids that I see that are very credentials of being champions. All they need is the support and uh, background of other people that can help. I'm just one person. That, you know, I can't save the world. Yeah, you're right, Chico. And that's what we are going to do, and that's what we're going to start doing. We're going to see if we could... Uh, Get old boxing equipment donated to us from the old gyms, you know, because a closed mouth don't get fed, you know. You got to open your mouth and sometimes ask for a couple, you know, things because you don't know what's uh, trash to others is gold to others, you know. And we're going to go ahead and get out of that. I'm already uh, in association with Gold Gym and a couple other people to see if they could help donate some old uh, equipment and some old boxing equipment too as well too. I've been going to the old gyms over here on Market Street. And, uh, well, you got to really, you know, if you don't get out there and ask and talk, you won't do it. And yeah, I know you're training, but um, let's go back to the days where where you're in your prime when you're really out there doing it. So you said uh, you were under Don King, and when you were managed under Don King, that was way before Mike Tyson. So that's pretty impressive, man. That's, that's back in the days. Uh, so you say he recruited you from Puerto Rico. You said. Well, right, right. Yeah, because I, that's what I did on my amateur career. And he just happened to come over there because he had a fighter. Like I said, it was supposed to fight one of our fighters over there, and then and the fighter. And Puerto Rico was supposed to fight. He come down with a broken wrist, so he couldn't. So he couldn't train. So he wanted somebody to spar with uh, Don King personnel person. So they just asked me. So I got in there, and and uh, I I was kind of nervous because you know I had never fought a pro before. But I I say, hey, this guy hit me. I said, this dude don't have nothing. I I can take him out, you know. So I was feeling kind of confident, and and I took him out, you know, just sparring, you know. So. That begins, that's how I got my start, and uh, I haven't looked back since then. But the thing is, uh, Don King was just my uh, promoter, and we had trainers, though. But the thing is, he asked me when I, when I wanted to fight, he said, look, this is your opportunity. He said, either you want beans or steak, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, young as I am, you know, you don't know everything. And I'm trying to figure out what do you mean by beans of state. We're supposed to be boxing. He's talking about beans of state. And then later on, I finally figured out what it was. He said, you don't want beans of state. And what do you mean by that? 
you want the big books or you want chump change. So, you know, I went and took the big books. And it was yes, sir. Say that, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But it, it, it's, it's training is stressful. But what, what I would tell a lot of young kids today, if you're going to box, the best age to start boxing is like seven years. You can start when you're five, but seven years old is the best age because you start getting that proper training and you start developing yourself as you get older. And then by the time you get 18 and turn pro, in your early 20s, you should be in your primes. And that means you're on your way up to the top. But, you know, there's some people that start late, though. But if you're not going to train and don't want to do it and put in the commitment, then it's not for you. So you want to have fun with what you do because I always believe this. Any kind of sports you do, if you don't have fun in it, then it's time to get out. Just like boxing, people ask me, well, how can you have fun in boxing if you're getting hit upside the head? You don't have to get hit upside the head if you know how to prepare yourself. You see what I'm saying? But you can have fun in that ring while you're in there and take care of business at the same time. And when you're doing that, then you know you know that you're unstoppable until you get to be here. But uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. But when you get old, we have to quit. So that's the only sad thing about boxing is when you get old, it's time to sit back and let the next generation take over. Because I know we all have... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's you right. You got to be able to know. You got to know when to quit, you know? You got to know when to be able to quit and get out the line. Like, a lot of us don't know how to do that, you know? We we get old, we want to stay in the line, like, then we hurt our career by taking on fights, knowing that we can't hook these people, but, you know, because you, who you are, you've been in the line, like, you think you can do it. So, and like, like for instance, like Ali, and then you got Sugar Ray Leonard, and, you know, it's a few others. But I stopped I stopped it in my career when I was here because uh, my last fight was Zuma Nelson. And I knew, I knew for sure I beat him. But, you know, when the clock is ticking on you, and both of us was in the same training camp. So Don King is a smart man. Keep the money in the family. So, okay, here come one guy out. We're going to get this other one in. He's young. He's fresh. So we're going to keep the money in, 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 the, in the organization. So I can understand that part of the business. But it's when you know it's time to go, go. You know, why hurt yourself? You know what I'm saying? Uh, why end up? Yeah, you, know, you got to know when to hang up the tights, man. Um, and not just yeah. that. You got to know when's the right time to pass the torch to the next competitor. Uh, right. So right. Yeah, you, you can't know, be uh, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes when I when I teach these kids and I get in, they say, come on, Mr. Rodriguez, come on in there and work out with us. I get in the ring with them, boy, they make me want to come out of retirement. But I know I can't do that, you know what I'm saying, because of my, I'm, I'm old and I passed the torch. I just hope that my knowledge that I give to someone else, they take it and listen to me and use it, and they can become a world champ. So I'm looking for fighters. I'm looking for young fighters. So if there's any young fighters out here listening to this program, you know, get hold of your friend Rodney, and he'll get hold of me, and we can hook up and see what we can do. Because I'm looking for fighters that are very serious and want to be dedicated. There you go, you guys. That's my boy Chico Rodriguez. And the phone number, uh, if you guys want to get in contact, you guys uh, got any old equipment? Do you guys want to donate to us, or do you want to get out there to us to help the cause to get these kids off the street so we can show them how to, uh, you know, throw hands 
and their defense instead of just you know just throwing hands just to throw hands. It's not about that. It's just a sport. It's about winning. And um, that phone number is six one nine four one five four zero nine six. And also, if you guys are interested in the boxing training lessons as well, we got uh, certain fees and certain charges that we have. Just go ahead and like I said, give us a call at six one nine four one five. 4096, and we'll be able to direct you to the right person where you need to go to. Um, Chico, let's, let's go back. Let's go back. I know you got a couple famous friends that, in the, from the boxing industry that you've got to meet, got to understand, and got to hang around with, and, and you still got contact with these people to this day. Let's go ahead and, and jaw jack. Let's do some name dropping. Let's go ahead and, and get a, people, a couple of people names of a couple of people out there that you've mingled with in the industry, in your career, in your business, in your time. Ah, I knew you was going to get to that. <laughs> well, uh, for one, is me and Al Pryor. We, we've been friends for 40 years. Matter of fact, me and Al Pryor started an amateur together. Uh, wow. Al Pryor, yeah. Yeah, me and Al Pryor. Fuck, Aaron Pryor. Wow, that's pretty impressive, Jack. Let's go ahead and get to that. Who else? I mean, and, and, and you said you've been with friends with him how many years? Over 40-something years. Uh, like I said, we started our amateur career and pro careers together. And I'm telling you how bad the Hawk is. When Sugar Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns was fighting amateur, Al Pryor was in their weight class. He knocked out Tommy Hearns and he beat Sugar Ray Leonard. Then when it came time to turn pro, Sugar Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns jumped up in weight class so they didn't have to meet him in, the, in that weight division. So uh, Al Pryor, he's a, he's a, that's the man. He. You know he beat Alexa Quayle, but uh, I have been around people such like uh, I even with Larry Holmes, Muhammad Ali. Uh, I, matter of fact, I was uh, talking to Buster Douglas the day before he was fighting uh, Mike Tyson, and wow. I watched and I watched his I watched Buster as when he was a young kid when he was 14 years old coming up boxing because his father was a great field dynamite Douglas. He was a good middleweight dude, and I uh, told Buster. You can beat Tyson. He said, I don't think I can, Chico. I said, yeah, you can, Buster, because you got something that Tyson don't got. I said, for one, you know how to box, and you big guy, and you quick. All you have to do is box Tyson, and you can beat him. And he told me, no, I don't think I could. I said, if I had $100,000 on, I'd bet it on you right now. But I said, when you go, go with your mind, knowing that you can beat Mike Tyson, because he's just another man like you. See, because Mike Tyson at that time had never Water boxer. So, plus Buster Douglas was taller than him, but you see the outcome. He beat him anyway. And then you know, I, you know, me and Zuma Nelson was good friends. And then me and Salvador Sanchez, we were good friends before he had his car accident. And then you know, Larry Holmes, I hung around with him for a while. And then you know, as you know, we just did a lot of things together. And uh, we'd go, we'd go out to clubs and stuff, and everybody would know who we was and stuff. I mean, it's a great. It's great being a boxer. It's great when you have fun. It's great when you're being recognized, but it's how you handle it all. If you get the big head, then, hey, nobody wants to be around you. But we did it all in fun. We never thought that we were better than anyone. We never tried to, you know, bully our way around because, you know, really when we went out, you wouldn't know we was there because we were quiet, quiet, quiet type of people. Just like Muhammad Ali, how he would talk all the time and people would get mad because everybody wants to see him come get beat up because he talk a lot. But if you was in the same room with Muhammad Ali, you wouldn't even know he was there. That's just how quiet he is. That that all was for just to get the people in to come and see him fight because who thought Ali was going to beat a big guy like Sonny Listen, Everybody knew he wasn't going to win. But, see, 
he talked that game. His mouth was the gimmick to getting everybody in. And it worked for him for 30-some years. Yeah, so it's a lot of big people out there. And it's who you know, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said. Yeah, but hey, I mean, that's, that's what I was going to get to, to, Chico. Damn what you know is seeing now. And why do you say that, Chico? Let's go ahead and tell the world why, why you say that and why you go by that quote. Well, well, who you know you mean? All right. yes, the, reason I say that, the reason I say that because you look at a person, and say, especially for these kids that want to fight, and I say a guy like come in there and then and, Jim and watch you and, and think you, you're a good prospect, but everybody looking for you to come up there in a suit and everything, looking sharp with big cars and stuff. You may just come in there with a pair of sweatpants and a, and a, and a T-shirt, and you're telling something here, and the person might look at you and say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know nothing. But that's the person that knows something. It's not how you look. It's who you know that's going to get you someplace. Because like some of these promoters here in San Diego, a lot of them don't know big people's names. And a lot of these kids fighting for these promoters here is not really getting a good deal. It's because they don't know no one. It's got to be who you know. So like uh-huh. I tell, tried, like I was trying to tell them, you know, I used I used to be a promoter, so, and, and now Aaron Pryor is promoting. So if somebody come up to me and look at me and say, you don't know what you're talking about, well, then, you know, you could lose because you're not trying to figure out what's going on here. And it's not about how you look. It's who you know. So when you know people, then doors open up. When you think you know everything, you don't have a chance. So most of these young kids need to be smart. Listen. Don't think you know everything, but listen, and then you'll go far. Yes, sir. Tell them. Pimp don't. I mean, the clothes don't make the pimp. The pimp makes the clothes. And I'm going tell you. So it's who you know. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. But you know, Roddy, you ought to come on down and get some work out. You need to come on and work out with me a little bit, and let's get this thing going on. Yeah, you're right. I gotta trim the rim and melt the fat like candle wax. You're right, boss. Um. The one thing I was going to get out there before we get out there, we only got a couple of seconds before we finish up the interview and we get off the air, family. Um, let's go ahead and get your information out. I know uh, you got certain contact information and certain uh, uh, online information, email that you might want to get out there uh, for people that might want to sign up for your boxing and training lessons. Let's go ahead and get that out there, Chico. All right, yeah. Uh, you can reach me by my phone, which is Erico 1882 and you can hit me up on my cell, which is 619-251-7159. And you can also email me at ChicoRodriguez79 at ymail.com. So I'm looking for all young men who are interested. And if you got a dream, don't let nobody stop you from getting your dreams. Come on, let's train and let's be a world champ. The only person can stop you from being a world champ is yourself. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming through, Chico. I really appreciate you coming through on the router report. And yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and check you out, man. But uh, thank you, boss, for coming through. And we're good. We're happy to have you. But we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. That's been a show for the router report. Then they will know. Hit that shit. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Next week. Next same rowdy channel, same rowdy time, same rowdy day. Yeah, that's you fucking with East Iona. You want to know what's happening with me? Check the Rowdy Report. You know what I mean? 619 on the time. Well, love my nigga Jay Rowdy. The Rowdy Report is what's San Diego need right now. Cracking on the beat. Y
I got my boy Omizi on the line. Omizi, Big OG, is there a family? Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy Big Omizi, TGC, the great communicator. You know what I'm talking about? Secretive representative. And, uh, you know, shout out to my boy Jay Rowdy, you know what I'm saying? Rowdy reporting, man, getting it in. Cut the crap, Jack. My boy, Fly Boogie. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Y'all should do Fly Bug. And you're tuning in to my boy, Jay Rowdy. Jay Rowdy. Jay Rowdy. I'm going to get out of here. And it's your boy, Jay Rowdy. And I'm leaving the scene cloudy and drought without. Yeah, but. Hey, Internet, Jay Rowdy is not black. He is Mexican like a motherfucker. Jay Rowdy, shit your black ass up, black ass up, black ass up, black ass up, black ass up.